church in Belfry, the work you're doing. Hallelujah. Let's give him a hand. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. I want to give quick honor to your pastors, my pastors, two of the greatest people ever. They deserve all that you can give them and all that I can give them. We love them. So glad my family's here. A couple from our church popped in. Good to have them. But I want to say this. I, the Lord's going to do great things tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Anybody believe that? If you're sitting beside somebody that needs the Holy Ghost, guess what? Look at them and say, your time is fixing to come. You're going to receive it. How many in here needs a healing or a touch in their body tonight? It's coming tonight. Amen. If you turn in your Bible to Exodus 33, Exodus chapter 33, we'll start in verse 7, read through 11. If we could stand one more time for honor of his word. Exodus 33, 7 through 11. And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp, afar off from the camp, and, and called it the tabernacle of congregations. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out into the tabernacle of congregations, which was without the camp. And, and it came to pass when Moses went out into the tabernacle that all the people rose up and stood every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass as Moses entered the tabernacle, a cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle and the Lord talked with Moses and all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door and all the people rose up and worshipped. Every man in his tent door. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. And, and he turned again into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. Let's set our Bibles down and stretch our hands towards heaven one more time. Dear Lord Jesus, anoint my ears to hear and to receive this word. Anoint my lips to speak it tonight, Lord. God, I pray that somebody would leave changed, that somebody would leave different, that somebody would leave healed and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. God, I pray that everybody leaves changed today by the power and by the authority of your name. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. If you'll preach with me, you may be seated. If you're not going to preach with me, just stay standing for a little bit. I'm going to title this, Let's All Go to the Horizon. Let's all go to the horizon. You know, I've always been fascinated with explorers. Matter of fact, I've always told my wife I wanted to climb Mount Everest at some point in my life. It's probably never going to happen, but it's a... A dream. I'd like to do that. And I think about explorers. Christopher Columbus won. And you look at Christopher Columbus and you got to understand when he set sail, the earth was flat, right? Yeah. Huh? And can you imagine that day that he set sail? And I, I was thinking about this the other day that I'm sure there was people on the dock when he, when he set out a port. And they watched him. And as he sailed at the horizon... And they disappeared into nothing. I'm sure that there was somebody there that said, let's have a moment of silence for them. Think about 
Yeah, think about it. Let's have it a moment of silence. But do you understand when he made it to the horizon, there was another horizon. And when he made it to the next horizon, there was another horizon. You can think about Lois and Clark and it was around the next bend in the river, around or over the next mountain. There was always a new horizon for the next day. And you think yet some of, the, some of the journeys that people go on, we speak highly. We think of sailors that sailed the seven seas or pilots that flew around the world. And we, we talk very highly of them. Climbers that climb to the pinnacles of mountains. But some of the greatest journeys that has ever, ever taken place is just a few steps. Like when Moses inched his, his leather sandals towards a burning bush. Or like when Peter stepped out and walked on the water towards Jesus. Let me tell you something. Your greatest journey that you'll ever have in your horizon with God is to set Him first in it. And let me tell you something. You can never go wrong with setting God as your horizon. With putting spiritual blinders on your eyes and setting your eye on the prize and going towards Him. That's where healing is. That's where deliverance Deliverances. It's on that horizon with God. If we can just set it on the Lord. The miraculous happens when we put God in our horizon. When we make God our horizon. Every person in this building under the sound of my voice. Has got to have God set as their horizon in their spiritual journey. Let me tell you something. Today we need to get a little closer to that holy horizon. Today we need to get a little closer to him. Today we need to push past our past. And step a little bit closer into the Lord. Today, today we have got to push forward. But our scripture brings us to a time when Israel's journey from its culture, oppressed culture in, in Egypt, they, it was guided by the hand of God and they, they was traveling towards the promised land and they set up a temporary dwelling place that the Bible refers to as a camp. This encampment had to be kept in very, very high sanitary regulations when you think about it. Roughly, probably over a million people camped in it. Can you imagine taking a million people camping on a camping trip? Not, that wouldn't be a good day for me. But it was set in an orderly fashion. The Hebrew families was set in orderly fashion. Each one having their own tent. And each one having their own lodging. And Moses' plan to the pastor. He set the Levites where they needed to be. The priests and their families. In the closest first phase uh, church. In the, Congre in the tabernacle of meetings. He set them around that tent of meetings. And, and as he did that, I, I, want, I want to go somewhere with this. Our text brings us to a time to when, Mo, when, when the Israelites could look across their horizon and they could just almost see that they was headed to the promised land. They could almost see their way out. And as Moses was on the mountain, they turned to rebellion and they, they made idols and started worshiping idols. They could almost see it and, and they was led into sin. And this is what happened. God, God told Moses, due to the rebellion of the people, can't make the journey with you. 
I can't make this journey with you. So, so listen to this. As, as, as this happened, what, what, what Moses did, he had to tear that tabernacle down. He had to tear that tent of meetings down. And can you think about this? Post by post, skin by skin, he would drag that thing out of the encampment. This is a big encampment, folks. And he would drag it. And the people stood there and they watched Moses as he took this tent out from the midst of him. You, do you understand? They was used to God being in close proximity to him. God was always right there, right in the midst of him and all of a sudden he can't make the journey with them now. And, and Moses is taking it piece by piece by piece by piece out of there. And they're standing there watching. Imagine how they would have felt as they seen this being hauled out. How often does this occur in churches that, that God distances himself from the atmosphere of the unwelcome and moves to a place that takes some time to get to. Take some time to get there. And Exodus tells us that anyone that sought God had to go to the tent of meetings outside of the camp. But yet we read the typical response of God's people was, is they stood in the entrance of their tent. They bowed down and they worshipped. Moses, the pastor of the Hebrews, created this place for the people to meet with God. And now it required a trip to get there. But everybody stood in their tent door. Now listen to me. This is it. This is my point. What they did or what they didn't do necessarily wasn't wrong. But what they didn't do, they didn't have church the way church was supposed to be had. They stood in their tent door. Let me use this analogy for just a second. It took some time for them to get there. Let's say I can come. I'm going to come back here a little piece. And, and they, they stood in their tent door. And they worshipped. Think about this. What would happen? We can stand in our tent door and we can worship. But what would happen if we step out? Say, you know what? I'm coming after what I need. I'm coming after it tonight. I'm coming after my miracle. I'm coming after my healing. I'm coming out of the place that I've been in. I'm not going to do this no longer. I, I, I'm coming out of this place. There's two times when you worship. You do it when you feel like it. And you do it when you don't feel like it. Let me tell you, I came here to Newark tonight to find just a few people. Maybe one man and one woman. I, I came here to find somebody that says, you know what, Pastor Hunt? I am tired. I'm tired of being where I'm at. I'm coming out of where I am. I'm going to take some time and get to God. I don't, I'm going to set him as my horizon. I, I, I don't care if I'm going to be here till midnight. I'm going to press on. I'm going to come in contact with him tonight. Is there anybody in here that yearns for that close walk with God? Pardon this. I'm going to say it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing the supernatural occur in other churches. I said it. That's my flesh talking. I am. I'm tired of hearing it. I'm tired of hearing that, that 65 received a holy praise God that they did or, or 85 got, got healed here. I want it to happen in Belpre. I want it to happen in Newark tonight. I want it to happen right here. 
I'm tired of watching the supernatural occur in the distance. I'm tired of seeing it. I, I, I'm tired of hearing about it in foreign soil. It's time that we have it in Ohio. It's time that we have it in Newark. It's time that we have it tonight. It's time tonight, tonight. We're going to have a move of God tonight. It's time that we have a move of God in this church. It's time that we have a move of God in my family, in your family, in our Sunday school, in our hyphen, in our youth, in the prayer booth. It's time that we have a move of God like God wants us to have a move of God. It's time. It's time. It's time. I want a move of God. John 3 and John chapter 7 and verse 38 says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Everybody say rivers. rivers. How do you get rivers of living water in your life? It's easy. I'm glad you asked. I'm getting ready to tell you. John 3 and 5 says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water, and of the Spirit. He cannot enter in to the kingdom of God. So that's really simple. You have to be born of the water. And you have to be born of the Spirit. You have to be buried in His name. Having the blood applied in your life. Have your sins washed away. If you've never done that, they can do it tonight. Let me tell you something. You have to be born of the water. That's the first thing. Be baptized in the name of Jesus. The second thing is we all need to be filled with the evidence of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I don't care what anybody says. I've heard people say, well, that died out centuries ago. We can go through it. I can show you all through history that it has never went stagnant. It has never went stale. There has always been a move of God since the upper room, and there will be until the eastern sky splits wide open. That's what we need. We need the Holy Holy Ghost operating in our lives. It's imperative. I need it. You need it. Your family needs it. Your, fa your relatives need it. Your workplace needs it. Newark needs it. And we all need it to make heaven our home. Listen, when Moses made his way towards the horizon, Joshua didn't, Joshua didn't stay put. He became, he became hungry for that holy horizon. He, became, he looked as he seen his pastor Moses walking off to, to commune with God. And, and, and he was standing in his tent door. I could just see him standing in his tent door saying, I'm going. I'm going. I'm not going to stay here anymore. I'm going after the supernatural. I want to experience this for myself. And let me tell you something. He became mesmerized by the supernatural. And he followed his pastor, his spiritual dad, to this makeshift tabernacle. And what everybody saw from a distance, this young boy named Joshua saw up close. And you can see it tonight. God told Joshua that every place that your feet shall tread upon, it shall be given unto you. Boy, I think somebody ought to say amen on that one. Is this thing on? Hello? Anybody with me? Every place that your feet shall tread upon. Come on now. 
Deuteronomy 11:24 says every place whereon the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours from the wilderness of Lebanon from the river the river Euphrates even unto the uttermost seas uh, shall be your shall your coast be every place that your feet shall tread upon I've got a son right now today that's not in church and I'm walking around it I'm claiming it every place that my feet shall tread upon I'm claiming it let me tell you something I'm claiming a revival in my city I'm walking the streets I'm claiming it I'm walking around our church it's high time that some of us get on our feet and start marching around saying I'm claiming it every place that my feet shall tread upon I'm claiming it I'm getting it I'm going all the way with this I'm going to set God as my horizon. I'm going to do it. Some of you in here need to say, I don't have the Holy Ghost, but I'm going to go after it tonight. I'm going to go after it. I, I need refilled with the Holy Ghost. It's been a while. Watch out here. I come tonight. I've never been baptized, but guess what? Tonight is my night. I'm going to go after it. I'm coming after it. I need a healing in my life. Don't get in my way, honey. I'm marching after it. I'm coming after it. I need a miracle. I'm coming for it. I'm moving for it. Tonight, listen, tonight. We need to set God as our horizon. And we need to go after it. We need to not let anything stop us. Not let anything slow us down. Trip us up. Trap us. Deter us. Hinder us. Get in our way. We need to come after it. It's mine. I want it. Some of you in here need to say the Holy Ghost is mine tonight. You need to speak it in advance. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, it's for you. Yeah. Let me tell you something. It is for you. It's for all of us. And if you've never received it, you need to go ahead right now and make up in your mind before we ever give an altar call or anything and say, you know what? I'm going after it. I, I'm, I'm not going to stand in my tent door. I'm coming after it. I'm going to receive it. If it's for me, I want it. I need a miracle. I'm getting out of my seat tonight. I'm coming after it. I need a healing. I'm coming after it. It's mine. I'm coming for it. That healing is mine. I want it. The miracles that I've been asking for, it's mine. I'm going to set God as my horizon tonight. I'm coming after it. I'm coming after it. I want us all to stand. Before, before I give any order, before anybody moves, I, I want to do a, I want to say a few things. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, we could, re, we could recite it inside, outside, backwards, frontwards, most of us. It says, then Peter said unto them, repent, be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But verse 39 says, for the promise is unto you. <laughs> it's unto you. Every single person in here tonight. It is for you. Say it's for me. It's for you. It's for your children and all that are afar off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now some of you still are thinking, well, I'm not sure about this preacher. Well, let me just say this. In the Bible, you can read through the Bible, many of the people that we talk about in Sunday school teach about had messed up along the way, had fumbled along the way, and God still used them. 
Noah. Noah got drunk. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob was a liar. Leah was too ugly. Joseph was abused. Moses had a stuttering problem. Gideon was afraid. Samson was a womanizer. Rahab was a prostitute. Jeremiah and Timothy was too young. David was a murderer. Elisha was suicidal. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. Peter denied Jesus. The disciples fell asleep when he was praying. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. And Lazarus was too dead. But do you realize with every single one of those, God used them? They fit into his plan. And you fit into his plan tonight. Every single one of you fit into his plan tonight. What you need to do, you need to make up in your mind right now. I'm going to set God as my horizon. My holy horizon. And I'm going after it tonight. If there's anybody in here, just raise your hand. Every eye closed. If you need the Holy Ghost tonight and you've never received it, I want you to raise your, just raise your hand up. Anybody? Raise your hand. All right. This is what we're going to do tonight. The Bible talks about in James chapter 5 and verse 14. Is any sick among you call on the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing them with oil. In the name of the Lord. This is old fashioned. This is what we did when I was young. I was praying this morning and the Lord led me. Told me I needed to do this tonight. There's somebody in here. Healing's coming. Some of you in here that didn't raise your hand. You need the Holy Ghost and you know it. You're still going to receive it. What I want, I want the ministers and the elders to make two lines right here. Ministers and elders make two lines right down here. Facing each other. Ministers and elders. What I want you to do is, I want you to come around this way and walk through. Now listen, this is the thing. Some of you right now, you're going to have to step out. Set God as your holy horizon. You're going to have to walk. It's time for you to receive your miracle. It's time for you to receive what God has for you. It's time for you to step out. Amen. How many is ready to receive it tonight? Why don't you start coming around this way? Some of you need to walk out. Come on around this way. I'm ready to receive it. I'm ready to receive it. Come on. They're coming. By the power and authority of your name. God, I pray right now, Lord Jesus. 